Hi everyone, my name is Xinyue Wang, and I will be one of the co-hosts in this podcast. Hi, my name is David Camuso, and I'll be one of your co-hosts on tonight's Work Vibe podcast. Hi, this is Devon Pender. Hey, we are the Work Vibes podcast, where we talk to employees within various organizations about their experiences. All right, so today on the Work Vibe podcast, we got chapter three. We're going to be going over some key concepts with the uh, interviewees today. Um, job satisfaction, job attitude, and the effects on job satisfaction. Job attitudes are really important because depending on how you have your attitude set in the workplace directly correlates to how much you're going to get done and how you feel on a day-to-day basis. It can also help marketing. It can help with sales because if you have a bad attitude towards the customers, it could like ruin their day, it could make them not want to buy from your business anymore. Extremely important to talk to in a real-life scenario for interviewees. Then as for job satisfaction, it's another one that's really important to talk about because if you're not satisfied with your job, it's another one where you're not going to be performing at your best if you're not satisfied with your job. Whether that makes you feel, whether your job makes you feel like you're not doing enough or if your job's meaningless or you're just simply not passionate about your job and you just hate it every day. It could also directly correlate with negative customer reviews, people not wanting to go to your business anymore, and then just in general not being as productive as your boss might like. And in general, just not feeling fulfilled and you might end up getting depressed. Lastly, we have the effects of job satisfaction. And in most studies, it does correlate that job satisfaction has an effect in the workplace. Time these studies are more relevant is when the project at hand is not equally meaningful for every person's job satisfaction. In these scenarios, they have to get done, and it doesn't matter how satisfied a person may be, but it tends to be pretty rare that job satisfaction doesn't matter in the workplace. As far as our interviewees today, we're going to be asking questions that correlate with these key concepts. Um, job attitudes, we're going to be asking how did your attitude towards your job change from beginning to now? And what makes your attitude change? I feel like both these questions really directly relate to job attitudes. And it is really important that we find out from someone who actually has a job and how they feel it relates to the studies. Then for job satisfaction, we have how do you think you can improve your job satisfaction? And what part of your job do you feel you are satisfied with? Another one, very real. Um, Can't wait to ask these questions in the interview because... It directly links to job satisfaction, these questions. It's clear as day. Then lastly, the effects of job satisfaction, the questions we're going to be asking is, what motivates you in your career? And do you often feel dissatisfied when your task seems tedious? How are you motivated to get that task done? Another one, it's a really good question to ask when you're like looking at the effects of job satisfaction in a real workplace. And yeah, let's get to the questions. Today we have Chen Peng Lu of she's a fourth year PhD student and a graduate assistant at the Institute for Quantitative Biomedicine with us to talk about the behaviors that she experiences among other employees as well as themselves. Do you wanna talk a little bit more about that um, and your experiences as a PhD student? Uh, sure, so hi everyone. Uh, my name is Changpeng Lu. So, um, as Devon has said, like I'm right now a fourth year PhD student. And um, um, actually right now I'm using machine learning for um, some biological problems. And I, I really enjoy my PhD actually, because we 
uh, we are doing some cool stuff that could really contribute to the society. Okay, so it seems like you really like your work or your program. So how do you keep your enjoy, feel, the feeling of enjoy during this time? Yeah, so it, it's a little bit, um, it's hard to say because, um, you know, in, in like a current PhD or as a normal PhD student, um, we face failures a lot. So yeah, so actually it's a good question, like how we keep motivated. And um, uh, because for each project, it, it is a large project, but it can be separated into some small pieces. And to tackle each problems, um, which is still challenging, that's really uh, needs efforts. And uh, once, it, once it is done, um, it made me feel satisfied because I feel like, okay, I have, talent, I have talents to solve this problem so that um, I feel good about myself and I can feel like um, I really improve my either skills or critical thinking, some soft skills um, when I get through it. So um, even if like you have been through many like different um, difficulties and different failures, but um, like finally you will feel, okay, so in total, um, you will feel like valuable about yourself. So that's how I keep motivated. Very interesting. So why don't you tell us some of the differences that come with obtaining your PhD versus someone who's just going for an associate's or maybe a bachelor's degree? Okay, so this is also another interesting problem because I also, uh, I graduated from um, a physics uh, undergrad major. So um, I think in my experience as an undergrad, I feel like I was, um, I always learned uh, what, what professors told me. So like you had the textbooks and you had the guidelines. So you can, you just follow it. And then um, for the exam, so you can prepare it based on some uh, preparing sheet, right? Um, but for the PhD, there's no any, um, any rubric so that you, you have to create a path by yourself and you don't know whether it is right or wrong. Um, so that's the like one of the most interesting part for a PhD is that um, you can explore it. You can explore whatever you want. Um, no one will judge you um, and uh, no one knows if it is right or wrong. So um, I think it is the main difference. Um, so I can't tell like which one is better because someone will like the open-ended question, but someone will prefer like follow some rules and follow some path that could lead them to the success. But I think um, um, for a PhD, it's really, um, it really can improve yourself, um, not only some hard, uh, hard skills, such as the basic knowledge, for example, for um, in my area, maybe you, uh, you can improve your basic knowledge of biology, chemistry, statistics, and the computer science. And the more, most importantly, you can improve your soft skills, such as some critical thinkings and your creativity, which I think is really, really important in your future career.
this PhD and all the additional school, schooling will make you more satisfied in the workplace? Uh, will this program, um, essentially will this program pay off with the amount of time and the amount of effort and all the long years that you're gonna be spending doing it? Mm. I think that maybe depend on different situations. So, uh, um, because for some specific areas, for example, physics, you you may not apply, you may not be admitted into a job unless you got a PhD degree. So that's kind of a requirement for you to pursue your future career. Um, other than that, um, I think, um, so I think um, it really take long for you to complete a PhD, that's, that's true. But as I said before, you can, um, learn a lot from the, this kind of experience. And um, the truth is um, right now, the, either the industry or the academia um, is really, um, so they, they really need the PhD level candidates. So I think we benefit a lot from this degree, really. And um, after, like, after graduation, um, actually you can move into different industry. Um, yeah, so you, you don't need to focus on just the, what, you, uh, what you have done in your PhD degree. Um, for, for example, for me, I'm a quantitative biomedicine major, but after I graduate, I can go to a tech company to be a software engineer, and I can also go to the um, finance industry to be a, like a um, hedge fund manager, something like that. And even I can also be a consultant and, uh, or uh, I can also go to the pharma pharmaceutical company to be a data scientist. So um, I think PhD, uh, having a PhD degree can broad your, broaden your choices for a future career, which is good. Perfect. So it seems like there's so many uh, opportunities for you to find a job. And also during this conversation, I can find that you have a, a passion about your PhD program and you're taking it with you all the time. And do you want to tell us about some of your past experience? Oh, of course. So I think um, there will separate it into two parts. The first is my, I have some research experience when I was an undergrad. And after I graduated, um, I entered into a, a company actually that is a, a medical, me medical instru instrument company um, just for a summer intern. And um, I think, uh, so as a undergrad, um, I, so at that time I have a thought of pursuing a PhD. So, um, the first thought that come to me is like, I, I had to, um, try some research. I, I need to know like how it works before I decide, okay, I, I want to apply for a PhD. So that's why, um, I have, I had five different research experience when I was an undergrad. 
in actually in different areas. And after that, um, I think, okay, I, I have known like how research works. I want to know how industry, uh, uh, how industry um, have benef get benefits from the research or how, um, how they works, how they work or how they produce the products. So then I apply for a summer intern and um, luckily I, um, I, am, I was admitted into the Medtronics to be, a, um, I think it's a manager associate. Then I, yeah, I learned a lot of the uh, standards and uh, some FDA requirements for the medical instrument. And I, yeah, after that, um, I came to, I think I came to the University of Washington for another research experience. Um, that one is closely related to what I'm doing right now. So, which, uh, which is like a key uh, experience that drive me to uh, the area that I, I'm in right now. And um, yeah, so, when I when I was in my second year PhD, I also get into a summer internship, which is a startup company in um, Mountain View. So at that time, I I was doing um, machine learning based, um, actually, is a natural language processing based uh, um, product, and try to um, link the candidate profile with the recruiter. Yeah, so it's a human resource area problem, and I feel which I feel is also interesting. So yeah, I I have some bunch of different experiences. Um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's basically all the past experiences I have right now in my mind. Yeah, all very cool. Um, something about also your past experiences with your job. What do you think was some of your favorite moments at your job and some of your least favorites? I see. So maybe the big, uh, the favorite moments for my job will be, um, I think it, it has a like, great work-life balance, which I don't have uh, during a PhD. So um, for a PhD, um, like basically every day I wake up and I keep thinking questions. I keep thinking problems and I try to solve them. And then at night, I, I just go to sleep. And for the other day, I do the same thing again. So um, to some degree, I can't have enough rest for my mind. Then I, um, I kind of keep thinking and keep um, making myself busy. But when you, when you, um, when, when you are in a job in industry, Actually, you uh, you don't need to think about it after you get out the work. So just to have ten to five this specific um, fixed hours that you you need to focus on your work. For the last time, uh, for the remaining time, this is all yours. So that's maybe the um, favorite moments for me. I think it's really make me think about. Um, the meaning of my work and the meaning of why I pursue a PhD. So I kind of um, make up my mind or I kind of um, get a path 
uh, of what I will do in the future in this era, uh, in, during this time. So that's maybe the favorite moments of my, uh, in my job. And the dissatisfied part will be like, um, you also need to collaborate with others, but um, there will be different teams. So sometimes you will have gaps. Uh, that is super annoying. Uh, for example, sometimes uh, the team are in another country. So that you have a job like, so you have to wait for them um, to wake up. But at that time you are, uh, maybe you're just saying the midnight, but if you have to wait them um, to meet, then you, you can like together work, work on some things. So that's maybe an annoying part uh, for a job. But I think um, mo in most cases, I pretty enjoy um, working in the industry. Amazing. So you talk about your satisfaction, your dissatisfaction, what you truly enjoyed and what you didn't really enjoy between your jobs and your experiences. How did your attitude for the job change from the start of your employment to the end, um, either with a specific company or throughout your research or even that internship that you had? Hmm. Maybe I think uh, I, I can say a lot uh, related to my research because uh, when I start, I feel like it's new and fresh. So I feel very excited, exciting and it is really a new stage in my career. So um, I really have a great passion to start. But then I found like, actually I wasn't ready for, the, for this kind of new stage. Um, I, I felt very passive for two years because several things happened. So I, um, so first thing is the culture shock because I, uh, I had my undergrad uh, in my home country and then I came to the US. So I, I never involved in a pure in English environment. And also uh, there are many different like eating habits and also some uh, living habits, uh, really, really different. And um, uh, so I think that kind of made me feel very isolated. And the second thing is like, uh, as I said before, I was a fifth major. So right now I transferred into a total different area, which is also an interdisciplinary research area, right? So for example, you, um, you use, if, you, if you use machine learning for psychology problem, then um, even if you know well about psychology, but you have to learn machine learning. So it's kind of like, a, um, like a rough thing, like a difficult thing for me um, when I was in the first year of PhD, uh, because right now, uh, so right now I was in this institute for quantitative biomedicine, like old people, they know well about biology, chemistry, uh, biochemistry, etc. but no one knows machine learning. So I have to learn it by myself. And uh, meanwhile, I really have a heavy workload and study load because of as a PhD, actually you have dual status. You are a student as well as an employee. So like you have to finish um, the studying and also you have to finish the working in the same time. So um, for in most cases, you have courses you need to end, uh, you need to listen to it, but you also have some TA stuff or 
some RA, uh, research assistant stuff to complete. So um, it's, uh, it's really a hard time. And uh, my employers, which is my supervisors, they, uh, they extremely care for outcomes. So they are results oriented and they um, really, they, they are really high demanded. And um, um, I think they expect very highly for me. So that kind of uh, become a burden um, for me. So heavy workload, culture shock, transferring majors, um, and then need to finish studying, working at the same time. And then you have some um, employers that really uh, want things to be fast and efficient. So um, I think like all the things together made me feel um, it's, it, it was a stressful. And uh, I kind of, I, I started to think like, if it is a good, if, if it is a good decision to enter into a PhD. And also it's, it is very long, it's a five years program. So um, because I was too busy with making up things and catching up deadlines, catching up, uh, uh, making homeworks, et cetera, all of the, these things. So I don't, have, I, I don't have time to think of the value of what I'm doing right now. And I am not sure like what can I get from this job. So that would make me feel frustrated. Then, um, then I work. Then I went to an internship, and um, you could think like it is a gap uh, or a like pause of my fast pace of work life. So then I had time to think about um, or like uh, the meaning of the the meaning of the job, which like you, I think I improve myself, and then I make contributions even. It is just a small contributions to the society. It, um, as long as it has, a, it, I can contribute more. Then that means like um, it's meaningful. So, um, so I kind of uh, understand, have a, like a deeper understanding of my job. So, uh, I right now I'm very satisfied with where I am. And I feel more focused, and I'm in preparing for next stage of my career, either industry or academia, um, either of them. But I think that could be like the big attitude change um, for the job from the very first start, beginning of my employment to the end. All right, thank you. Um, are there any last words you want to share with us before we close up? Um, yeah, I, I think, um, so, um, yeah, briefly, I love my job. Um, and, um, I, I hope, I hope like, um, all listeners can learn something from what I said before, like when you get frustrated, um, during what you're doing right now, but, um, don't be stressful and maybe, uh, taking a gap or take, uh, having a rest can make you, uh, can let you think about yourself, think about the meaning and the value uh, of what you're doing right now, then you may figure it out. And when, when you get through this and when you take a look back 
uh, at this dark period, you will find that all things, um, all things worth it. Yeah. So maybe that's the, that's a yeah, some stupid word I want to say. All right. Thank you so much to our guest, Champagne Lu, for coming to our Work Vibes podcast, where the vibes are always working. Thank you for coming. Hi, guests. Welcome back to another segment of the Work Vibes podcast, where the vibes are always working. We are honored to have the amazingly talented Hannah Valenzuela with us today. Hannah is a dedicated individual who works four different jobs. Thank you for coming here today, Hannah. We are truly, truly grateful. Do you mind sharing in depth about your positions in these jobs, like your employer, what you do, um, and your current position? Yeah, so thank you for having me. So yes, I work four jobs. Three of them are student jobs at Salem State University. My first job is as a student navigation delegate where I meet the students to assist with them, understanding their financial aid, students account, uh, register classes, um, all stuff like that. The second job is as a general writing center tutor where I help students revise and edit whatever assignments they bring to me. The third is as a writing TA for a course embedded class. So I'm, I work with a specific class and just aid them in all of their assignments throughout the semester. And lastly, I work at Old Navy as a sales lead where I do everything from sales floor work to cashiering. Oh, so that's awesome. Does your attitude differ with each job? Is there anyone that you always look forward to and the one that you dream you dream um i think my attitude differs slightly they're all customer service based positions but some of them the public affects my mood for example the one i dread is the one at old navy because i can't predict customer moods but the ones that i love are working with students especially my writing center positions Great. What makes you feel satisfied when working these jobs? Outside of pay, is there anything that binds you to these jobs? I think for me, besides pay, is seeing a student succeed. So I see through from the beginning to end with most of my students, with all, all of their assignments, and seeing the improvements in their work just makes me feel better about them and better about what I'm doing within my job, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Also, do you ever feel dissatisfied at work? Yes, I do, especially my retail job. Um, sometimes what I bring to the table is never enough for my manager. Um, when you're a good worker, sometimes they overload you and expect more. But that's the only thing for me. Of course, I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> Um, how does this affect your work? Why do you choose to stay at this job? Um, the job I'm dissatisfied with? Yes. Or in general. Well, I wrote my two weeks resignation <laughs> letter. <laughs> so 
I finally just said enough is enough. Um, yesterday I had like a anxiety attack when a customer started berating me, accusing me of things. So that was um, my final straw and my manager didn't care how I was feeling. So I ended up just leaving my shift. Um, I think leadership definitely plays a role, but also the external factors of like customers ultimately. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. Uh, so just the last question. Uh, what kind of initiatives do, do your employers put in place to ensure that you maintain a positive attitude? Ooh, um, for my student jobs, there aren't very many incentives besides scheduling the hours. Um, but for Old Navy, they try to keep me by giving me a $400 bonus each quarter, which I is one of the main reasons why I stayed and worked hard. They also gave me a pay raise when I started to complain. But um, other than that, um, those are the only incentives. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Is there anything else that you want to add? Any advice you want to give our viewers? Advice. Don't stay in something unless you enjoy doing it. The pay is not worth it for your mental health. Hmm. Mm. Wow. Thank you for blessing us with that. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. So again, thank you so much to our guest, Hannah Valenzuela, for coming onto the Work Vibes podcast where the vibes are always working. Tune in next time to hear about the overcomplications of the manager position in most companies. <laughs>